Sports Pick 6 kicking off a new week here on the podcast on this Monday, September 21st. Brad Dalius joined by Jerry Skelton, the president from AIM System. We've got a lot to get into today. We've got to recap the games from yesterday, week two across the NFL. It did not disappoint, Jerry. I mean, we've had, uh, <laughs> we had it all yesterday from onside kick recoveries to, I mean, just a crazy, crazy barn burner in Seattle to cap off Sunday night football. Uh, th- this weekend really had it all. We got a big Monday night game coming up tonight as well, which we'll touch on in just a little bit. But initially here, your thoughts on week two so far. Well, what I want to say is I never want to talk politics because you'll just alienate uh, half of your audience. Uh, and I don't know why a virus is political, but I-, I can't tell you how happy I am that the NFL is playing, Brad, and they're doing it right I mean, people aren't dying on the field like some of the projections were. I mean, yeah, we have to take it serious. We have to take all the protocols. But I cannot tell you how happy I am just to watch football. I have every single game on. I'm watching the Red Zone channel. I'm all over the map. Games were amazing. And you touched on that onside kick. What the what the bleep were they doing? They just watched the ball roll for like six yards. I never saw I, anything I, like I was it. like, what is going on here? And me, obviously, I had a rooting interest. And since you brought that game up, if you go ahead and listen to Football Friday podcast, I'm pretty sure I said that I could see Dallas winning by three, but not more. You did. I think it'll be a close game. Take the points with the Falcons. It was too many points. And I was looking real good at 20 to zero. Uh, I was still looking good until they started to just choke it away. I mean, what? I, don't, I still don't know what they were doing. But luckily enough, they got the ball back, and they only needed three to beat us, and that's what they did. They won by one, which is the name of the game for them. They're not trying to cover. So we took Atlanta and the points, and that's just something I love to see. You know, everyone can have wins and losers, but when you nail a game exactly like that, you know, you're going to hear it from me, Brad. I mean, we, <laughs> I just can't, I can't help myself. But looking at these scores, looks like there was a lot of overs, a lot of points being scored. Lots and of points. I don't know if you know this or not. Obviously, I do because this is my business. If you throw out the Rams-Philly game, because that game opened Philly 2, it was Rams 2, it kind of close to pick them, it was kind of just win the game line. If you throw that game away for that reason, the favorite won every single game. The underdog didn't win a single game. Now, the point spreads came into play. I think it was 7-7 seven and seven or 8-7 and seven to the dog. But these guys out there who are betting like Moneyline parlays and teasers, you know, the square bet, the sucker bet, that's what we call it. They all cleaned up. They cleaned up and the Vegas books are crying. And it's 15 team parlays that we're hitting. I'm just hearing they're all singing the blues out here. But how about that? Every single favorite won outright, with the exception of the Rams Philly game, where both teams were favored at one point. I mean, that's just a recipe disaster for a book. And uh, I'm just happy that we were able to cash a dog like Atlanta on a day like that. Um, you know, and and other than the, I guess Minnesota really was a stinker. Um, Detroit, you know, they scored 21 points, but they got kind of blown out. Every other game was pretty good. You know, I'm looking at uh, Carolina, yeah. even as a misleading final because Fournette broke one late. That was a one-score game. Uh, Denver-Pittsburgh, a one-score game. Atlanta-Dallas, a one-score game. Miami-Buffalo, a one-score game. Giants-Chicago, one-score game. Jacksonville-Tennessee, on and on. One-score game, one-score game. I mean, even the Chiefs in a one-score game. Seattle. How surprised team. you were that? Chargers. I mean, I mean that was kind of surprising to me that they well, really put up a good fight there. Let me tell I didn't you see that coming. Was, 
really surprising is that, and we usually get great information, um, and I usually have all the game plans or injuries, or but it was a surprise to everyone. We didn't even have this when they started uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, when they started him, nobody knew that was coming. That was announced really late. Tyrod Taylor, I guess, had a rib injury, and it just re, you know, he re. They said like yeah, chest pains and, and something yeah. like that. Yeah, and and this kid, he showed out. I mean, he really did. I mean, they should have won that game. If anyone but Anthony Lynn is coaching that team, they would have won this game. I, as you can tell, I hate <laughs> Anthony Lynn, but um, he played to lose, Jerry. He, he played where he played like. That he didn't want to lose, sort of say. You know, they what got I mean? first and goal at the three yard line, and they kick a field goal. All right, yeah, where they on. needed a touchdown there, and then in overtime they got fourth in like two feet. All right, less than a yard, and you know, I mean, you just know Mahomes. If you give him the ball, he's going to beat you. Everyone in the stadium knew that. I knew that. You know that. You know who didn't know it? Anthony Lynn didn't really? know it. <laughs> so he doesn't go for it. So what? You go for it if the worst case scenario is you get stuffed and Casey kicks the field goal and beats you anyway. All right, but try to try to win, please. Can you guys do just try to win? It's just very aggravating. The other guy who's aggravating is Bill O'Brien. I mean, I don't know if he keeps losing. Maybe he'll become the owner of the team. He's the coach. He's the GM. He keeps getting more power, and he's atrocious. I mean, I'm watching this game, and I'm like, look, Bill O'Brien settling for another field goal, and then the Ravens get the ball and they score a touchdown. Bill O'Brien settling for another field goal. Ravens get the ball, they score a touchdown. You can't win in this day and age. Kicking field goals. I mean, keep kicking field goals for losers. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. It's early, but they might be one of the biggest disappointments through the first two weeks. I mean, I get it. Tough route of the shoot, Kansas City and Baltimore, your opponents. But still, there was high expectations for Houston um, and Philly too, right? I mean, the Eagles, I went too. I mean, they look like they're in real trouble there with Carson Wentz. And that's a whole other discussion because they're really, their hands are tied with him at quarterback. And Those are um, your boys over there in Philly. I, I have a feeling that's your team, isn't it? No, actually, no. I'm, I'm a <laughs> Patriots fan. So it's, it's one of those things with Philly where everyone – is still upset that they lost Nick Foles, that they didn't re-sign Nick Foles. And it's it's such a weird deal because he never started 16 games. But Well, what's the like weird the, deal is he couldn't beat out Mitch Trubisky. I mean, that's a weird deal. So yeah, I don't go think, figure that. I don't go think you lost anything with Nick Foles. I just think uh, Frank Reich is a big loss for them. Um, I, I, I believe he was more the genius than Peterson. And uh, I'm, I don't stand alone on that, that sentiment. And the further they get away from Frank Reich, the further they fall down the, the list. I still think in that horrible division with the Giants and the Skins that they may be able to right the ship, but they're they are not Dallas. And again, Dallas, they showed me a lot. Uh, you know, I, I think I called you for them to be one of the Super Bowl favorites this year. They could not fall to 0-2. And uh, I'm just happy the game worked out exactly the way we wanted it. And speaking of your Patriots, what did you think of that call on the goal line with two seconds to go? What's your thoughts? I was good on the call, just execution wise. If they don't, if their left guard or left tackle doesn't get blown up, I think he's able to get in there. Or if you look on the replay, like a lot of people pointed out, he could have bounced to the outside. He could have potentially gotten in. Yeah, um, what I don't. It was just like, it was a little bit slow developing. You know what I mean? They needed more of an oomph off the ball, and they just didn't have it there. What I don't like is it was a similar call on the two point conversion that got stuffed. All right, same scenario, same two yards out, same kind of deal. Um, the problem I had was, if you see right before the snap, I think it was the fullback, he motioned so he's in front of Cam. You're telling them what you're going to do, all right? You're, I would have rather have seen him maybe fake, 
maybe boot, run pass option. I don't mind him running in because that's what he's good at. I just don't like saying, all right, here's Seattle. We're running right at you. See what you can do. I, I, I think you need a little bit more trick in the formation, and I fault Josh McDaniels with that one. That You can see the fullback on the left side. He, he steps up right before the snap, so he's in front of Cam. You know nobody but Cam is getting this ball, and it just didn't work. I mean, it is. it was a great game, though. I mean, we had the Chargers and the oh, Chiefs. Game of the we week. Had, you know, we had well, Seattle maybe, maybe the game of the week, depending on how you look at it. Uh, there was, a, I mean, the Dallas-Atlanta game right up there, Chargers-Chiefs. But this one, because I don't think anyone saw – this many points being scored no, no, between these sure. two teams. For sure. That's definitely not what anyone saw coming. And again, we like to recap on Mondays. There's no, you know, there's no basketball. There's a hockey game, you know, whatever. It's a Stanley Cup finals, but the football's king. We all know that. Uh, there's some baseball races where we told you the Yankees would kind of smack those little Blue Jays around, and they did. Um, they're back on track. Yankees Dodgers is what we're looking at. Um we cleaned up last week, and we were very happy with our projections and what we told you was going to happen. Also, the U is back, baby. Miami, the Canes, they're back with Derek King. A little bit of a blowout against Louisville, and they just hey, the, really the turnover good. chain, Jerry. The, the turnover chain—it's oh, getting just, bigger. It's getting bigger each by week. By the way, I when swear. they showed it on TV, we were all laughing in the office. It, it's obviously the state of Florida, but when you see it from the backside, it looks like a gun. <laughs> so we're like, why do they have a gun as a turn? Yeah, I mean, they, they, I love the swagger and everything that they do over there. I mean, obviously, it doesn't hurt that I live down there. Um, I, I just root for them to be good. I think they're overmatched when they hit the Clemsons of the world. But it's a good story to root for. I'm, I'm rooting for them. I hope they can do some damage. But we do have a football game tonight. So yes, we let's do. Saints gears Raiders. And let's yeah. go over to Saints Raiders. Uh, I was in Vegas, you guys may know or not, entering some handicapping football contest uh, over at the Westgate and Circa. And uh, so I got to see this stadium. I think they're calling it the Death Star. It's yeah. an amazing, I mean, it's a beautiful, it it, beautiful it, stadium. I don't know if it's going to surpass the Rams Charger Stadium. But, no, I don't I think mean, anything can. I don't think anything can. I mean, that's but, what they're saying so far, right? I mean, obviously, like, I, I got to experience it. You got to experience it in person. People we know got to experience it. But so far, that seems like it's going to be the king. But this one, though, not too shabby. I mean, just the, the and you said you, you drove past it outside. I drive by it every, looking, every day every when day. I was here. And uh, yeah. I also stayed a couple of days at Mandalay Bay. And uh, you're like equal or above it if you're on one of those high floors at Mandalay Bay and you're almost looking down on it. Or it's right across the street from Mandalay Bay. And it's a sight to behold. It just sucks that there's no fans in there because I think this yeah. place would be ridiculously loud and people would be going crazy. But they're going to be able to unveil this. Now, let's look at the Saints. Here's the thing. Normally, I would not take the Raiders in this spot. And I'm still not sure if I am. Uh, I still need to take a look at more stuff. Again, aimsystems.live. That's where you can find me. That's where you can sign up. And if you want to see what I am on, you know, because we work a lot with late information. So I don't have a play on this yet. I do lean to the under, and here's why. You know, Michael Thomas is out. Uh, and again, wide receivers, some of them are dime a dozen. You can plug and play. Michael Thomas is a stud. He is unstoppable. He leads the league in receptions uh, year after year. Ever since he's been in this league, him and Drew Brees are on the same page. You know, we take him out, um, it's a big loss, all right? I can see Sean Payton, who's one of my favorite coaches. I can see him changing up the game plan. I can see some ground and pound and a little bit of Murray, a little bit of Kamara. Uh, also, the Raiders, they have their back of the future. They made a great choice with Josh Jacobs. I can see them pounding out the rock. So when I see a total around 49 with two teams that I expect to run the ball, now, again, they can go crazy and get three touchdowns each, and then I'm in trouble. 
But I think a running game will equal a slower pace, a lower score. Uh, I don't know what the Saints are going to look like without Thomas. Uh, I think it'll be close to the vest. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I lean Raiders, haven't played it. Uh, I, I think under 49 is good enough to give out on here. And again, if you want to see what I'm really on, if you want to get the gold, come to aimsystems.live and sign up for our package. But uh, I, I do see this being low scoring. Any ideas from you, Brad? Well, when I think about this game, I to me, I think about the defense because you laid out, obviously, both offensive there. No Thomas. That's a huge blow for the Saints. They don't really have anyone behind him who's going to make up that production. I think some people are sleeping on the Raiders a little bit offensively just because Josh Jacobs is so new to what they're doing here. Um, and, you know, obviously they have rugs as well at receiver. To me, it's about the defense because I don't think the Raiders defense is that great so far. At least we have to see it. They have to prove it uh, as we go along here during the course of the season. And I don't know how good the Saints defense is either um, at this point in time, because if you go back last week against Tampa Bay, uh, the Bucks obviously lost that opening game last week. But if you take away a couple mistakes, we talked about, you know, very unusual Tom Brady, not used to those type of mistakes from a team that he's on yeah, last he week when they fumbled yeah. the ball. Yeah, they fumbled the ball on that that kickoff return, and, and that led to seven points for the Saints in that one, and then obviously the pick six by Brady. So if you take those two away, the Bucks could have won that opening game. Uh, I'm not overly impressed by the Saints' defense yet, and I don't think the Raiders have anything special on D either. So I think it's got a chance to be high-scoring, actually. Yeah, see, the defense is so, like what you hit on would be enough where, like I said, we haven't released this to the clients, but since I'm talking to you guys, I, I just game plan related, nothing really about the defenses. I, I see ground and pound on both sides. I see running the ball, running the clock, and uh, let's hope that I'm right. I mean, that's what I see. But again, your point to the defense, you know, the Raiders giving up a ton to Carolina and the Saints giving up a ton to the Buck. I mean, it could definitely be a shootout, but I think it would be a shoot. If it is a shootout and I am wrong, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be 30-yard runs, 40-yard runs, you know, explosive plays. It won't because they're going fast-paced, that's for sure. It's going to be fun. I mean, it's it's cool that the Raiders finally have a stadium. It seems like, obviously, they were in Oakland, but that, that stadium was just falling apart for years. We all know that. And it just never felt like it was a true home field in a sense. And I know you, what you're saying. I mean, Brad, they had the, the black hole. And, and yes, I get it. But it just, you know, the baseball diamond, it, just, it was not aesthetically pleasing, uh, you know, uh, to look at on TV. This is going to be cool to see that they actually have a stadium now. Um, and it could turn into a true home field advantage for them. I, they just seem like um, they're on the cusp of putting something together. I don't know how good this Raiders team is going to be here in 2020, but I just feel like now that they're finally settled in a place, that seems like it's going to be the case here coming up. And, you know, eventually, hopefully they can get some fans to come into the stadium pretty soon later this season. We'll see um, as far as the COVID situation goes there in Vegas. But I just, I think that the the Raiders really have a chance now to kind of, kind of breathe a little bit in a sense, because they don't have to worry about the situation anymore in Oakland. That's done with the stadium there. Like I said, they're in a new place. Um, so we'll see. And, you know, Gruden obviously is, it's an interesting situation because there's no one else in the league really who got a contract like Gruden did with that 10-year deal a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's amazing. Million. Like, yeah, it's amazing. And I don't think he's worth it, but I know why they did it. I mean, he's a household name. They're moving into a new building. Uh, they want to show consistency. I'm not a Gruden fan, but I, you know, the thing is, I, I grew up a New Yorker, and you know, I was, you know, Yankees, Giants, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I live in Miami, so I root for the Dolphins. 
I go to Vegas a lot. So I think Raiders will probably be one of my adopted teams, so to speak. So I'm going to root for them to do well. This would be a great win on Monday night, opening up that stadium. Now, again, if there were fans in this stands, I'd be all over the Raiders. I just don't know if it'll be a ghost town, echo chamber. I don't, I don't know what to expect. So let's go with the under. And I think, you know, we cleaned up yesterday. We looked at tonight's game. And, uh, you know, I think that'll be it for today. Aimsystems.live. Come check me out and see if we got anything late breaking on this game, Brad. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, sir. I'm Brad Dalius. Keep living the dream, everyone.